Hello guys, here we meet again. This is Mohammed Mubeen. And this is Masood Ahmed. And you are live on our podcast for this uh, week. And we have a guest to introduce. So yeah, we have a special guest with us who will be talking on nutrition. So like you can, like if you want, and if you want to ask further questions, you can just email us on our email address, which is in the description box. So yeah. So, How are you, Benson? And just can you introduce yourself to the to our listeners? Yeah, hello everyone. I'm Benson. So uh, thanks for invitation. So um, I'm so happy to share the knowledge of nutrition here. So um, briefly introduce myself. I'm a nurse at Hospital Authority, and um, I'm also passionate in nutrition. Yeah, because food really matters to us. Yeah, exactly. The food actually really matters because. It is something that's a very essential part of our life. It's something that actually makes us uh, makes us fit and makes us more healthy in our day-to-day activities. What do you say about that, Masood? Well, uh, yeah, I think food matters a lot, especially for gym guys and like for old people as well. Yeah, but Benson can tell you, tell you more, right? He's the one who knows a lot of stuff. We are just the listeners and the askers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Benson. So what is your day-to-day daily diet like? What do you what do you daily eat and how do you maintain your your own nutrition? Um, to first of all, um, why I would maintain a healthy eating habits because nutrition really matters. So, uh, as a nurse, I saw a lot of patients eating unhealthily, and this makes up with a lot of chronic diseases. So, usually, uh, every day I will eat a lot of vegetables and to maintain a low intake of carbohydrates, for example, rices or snacks. And of course, uh, adequate amounts of water is important. Okay. So like you mentioned about like day-to-day life that where people are actually intaking, they're not concentrating on their nutrition. So like, is there a specific age group or something where in which people don't actually care a lot about their nutrition? Um, and specifically if you're talking about Hong Kong. Yeah. So, um, Basically, from my uh, experience, people from different age of group, they do not care about nutrition. Uh, for example, teenagers, we always eat out and we think that diseases will not come to us at this age. And for uh, adults, they are too obsessed with their daytime work, so they don't have time to spend time on learning nutrition. And for elderly, most of them might have uh, suffering different diseases. So the, most of the Hong Kongers, they more believe in medicines rather than nutrition. So like, so you are saying that we should take care of our nutrition by a very young age, like around mm-hmm. 12 to 15? Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I was like, uh, when I meet doctors and they really say that you have a good breakfast. Yeah. So what do you mean by having a good breakfast? Like a large portion of breakfast or like, a variety of breakfast. What is the perfect breakfast for a person? How, how about we eat a lot of oily stuff in yeah. breakfast? <laughs> of course, we never skip breakfast and we should eat between 7 to 9 a.m. And most of the people, they will think that they should eat yeah. bread and also rices and uh, uh, eating, even eating a lot of uh, like congee, etc. But mm-hmm. uh, from my opinion, we should eat eggs which eggs. has a high amount of protein. Apart from eggs, we can eat soybeans. And apart from protein, fiber is important to us because it mm-hmm. helps us to uh, go in poo-poo. 
So yeah. it detoxifies our body. Uh, uh, I usually eat vegetables every day. Uh, so um, in the morning, my breakfast would be a high amount of protein and fiber. Uh, for example, today my breakfast would be a sweet potato, two eggs, and also some supplements as well. Uh, so here, here I have one question. Like you are, you talk about eggs. Mm -hmm. So what kind of eggs? Fried eggs, half fried or boiled? What do you prefer? Like what do you recommend our recommend our listeners to eat? Boiled eggs would be better because when you fry, you would put oil. Oh, okay, so you just go for boiled eggs. Okay, now uh, in in your like in your uh, actually the the time actually you were talking about, uh, I got one thing from you that you eat a lot of vegetables. Like in Hong Kong, in this typical society, I don't see a lot of people going to like eating vegetables. There, there, that that could be a very big shift. How do you actually make your clients and the people who actually come to you make a big shift from eating from being from eating like meat and a lot of like. Fast food. Uh, yeah, fast food and stuff to to eating vegetables. Like how? Like is it really difficult for a normal Hong Konger or to shift from eating meat into vegetables? Actually, it all depends on their taste buds. Taste buds, and um, most of the Hong Kongers they love meat. So um, it is because their the bacteria in their intestine tend to eat more meat and snacks. So by helping them to uh, intake with probiotics, it helps us to increase their appetite in vegetables. Okay. Mm, so like, like for, for myself, if I talk about myself, my breakfast is really considered of like roti, which is like a made of bread, uh, eggs, and I usually eat like apple or a banana in the morning. Mm. So what would you say about that kind of breakfast? Uh, fruits are really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, roti has a relatively high amount of carbohydrate. But like roti even has like fiber. Yeah. So doesn't it meet the the demand of fiber for your body? Yeah, doesn't it meet the nutrition value? Like. Yeah. Actually, every food has good side and bad side. So uh, we'll just evaluate. Uh, for example, milk has protein and calcium, but okay. it has a lot of um chemical materials as well uh, so what i get uh, get from your point is that rotis have um, high amount of carbohydrates concentration in it as compared to the fibers so fiber is quite less as compared to carbohydrates that's why um it's not preferred to eat that thing. yes okay. yeah and like some of my some of our listeners might be worried about like uh, losing weight and like so mm -hmm. what do you recommend like most of the people that i meet around and like talk to they really say that when you want to lose weight go into calorie deficit Mm -hmm. So going to calorie deficit, isn't it harmful for your body or like, is it okay to go to calorie deficit and lose weight? Yes, of course. Um, you can lose weight by uh, not eating food, but it is unhealthy and you need calorie and energy to support your daily activities. Yeah. So like what kind of advice would you give to our listeners who want to like lose weight and they want like, don't want to, go, they want to go into calorie deficit, but they want to lose weight and they want to lose weight, but they can't change the diet or like they want to maintain a nutrition and a healthy diet, but they want to lose weight. So what they can do? Yeah. So it's all about boosting your metabolism by increasing protein and fiber and less carbohydrate and also adequate amount of sleep and better emotions. Okay. So how, how, like how much time do you like recommend, recommend for sleep and how does sleep plays an important role in, in, in fitness and in diet and stuff? 
Yeah, losing weight happens during your sleep, from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. That's an interesting fact. Oh, that's a really good <laughs> fact for you guys. So, uh, so that's why sleep actually is really important for your fitness. So, um, ah, okay. Now, like, so like, there's a certain like. for if i can like put myself into this entire scenario like i'm i'm right right now quite really busy because now i usually wake up i don't even have breakfast nowadays i just go for like two meals a day and that's it so like is that something that is recommended because um if uh, what if like if a person is really busy he doesn't have enough time to like cook himself a good meal or, or a good breakfast doing or, or and it's so what is it is it not i i'm i'm pretty sure that this is not recommended but like what if a person doesn't have enough time to cook himself a breakfast yes uh lots of the people they don't have time to eat breakfast or they eat too fast which is bad for digestion so i would recommend they can take supplements because it is a more convenient way to support their nutrition Oh, okay so so supplements can be a substitute for for a good breakfast meal like for for persons who are actually really busy that's what i got from your point so that's that's a very good important fact as well again for listeners if you guys are actually busy and you want to like are you actually running in in your life you can actually go for your a supplement diet and that's that's something that can can substitute a lot of things for you that's so true uh so after like we're talking about about the younger population right now uh, but like what do you recommend to the older population who have like grown old and like they want to maintain a good health as well was as you grow old you are just uh, accustomed to like uh, you're just you're just like you get more diseases like uh, diabetes high cholesterol level high blood pressure so how uh, what do you recommend to those people who are already in those diseases and like how to like maintain them or like load those diseases down and how what do you what would you recommend to the younger generation to like eat to avoid such diseases in future mm, i recommend everyone to learn nutrition because that's pointless if you are just relying on anyone yeah. uh, even me so old people they should um check have regular health check and to cure the diseases at early stages and don't only rely on medicines because nutrition can solve the problem by the roots but not just controlling the symptoms which is what medicine works and from teenagers we have to be aware that what we are eating right now accumulates day by day year by year so um yeah just um for example i always eat uh garbage food as well but um i would take supplements and also um maintain at least one meal eating at home every day okay you mentioned about eating fast food and the garbage mm. sort of food so like um what i seen from the hong kong culture like your young people usually actually like burn burn a lot in, in the gym right mm-hmm. so what what if some if someone is eating a lot of fast food and like garbage sort of food that's the thing that you actually termed as so something someone who is actually eating garbage food and then he's hitting the gym and then burning that thing off like is it is that thing recommended or in in a nutritional sense or in a nutritional point of view um actually i do not recommend because carbohydrate would get chronic diseases you might get muscular but what i focus is about what's happening in your blood vessel mm. okay 
like I just recently had a nutrition consultant consultancy with you, right? So like I had a bit of like high percentage of fat. So mm-hmm. what is the like right amount of fat percentage in the body that a person should have, and like what should be the right amount of protein percentage a person should have? Um, ideally, like. Ah, uh, do you mean that's what's the standard of? Like what? What's recommended? Like, uh, like for example, if person has ten percent percentage of fat in his body, mm, mm. so like, what is the recommended percentage for a normal person, not a gym builder? Like, for teenagers from eighteen years old to twenty five years old, um, guys should maintain ten percent to thirteen percent of fat, and for women, they should maintain. Seventeen percent to twenty-two percent of fat. Oh, according to you, I'm I'm literally excess on that fat level, <laughs> probably for sure. Because uh, I haven't I haven't ever got like gotten any sort of consultation before. But what I can expect from my body is like I have more fat level <laughs> as compared to what you said yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So um, the you next can... the next time I'm coming for to you for for the, for a consultation session, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm. Yeah. I'm so happy to help more people. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so and apart from like nutrition, like how how much value do you give to like a uh, good exercise a day? Um. How much? I usually jog once every two days, and, and like uh, once every two days. So it's like at least four days a week. Yes. Yeah, that's good. So like with nutrition, we need to like have good exercise as well, right? Oh, of course, because it um can further improve your fat burning rate and also improve the blood circulation. Okay. Mm, yeah, that's good. And like uh, there's there's like what I've heard that there's a bad cholesterol and a good yeah. cholesterol, right? Yeah. Yes. So how do you differentiate between those two things, and what should we eat? Like how can we know like it's a bad cholesterol and it's a good cholesterol? Oh, that's a really good question. Actually, cholesterol are neutral, but it is produced by your liver. So when you are eating a lot of saturated fat and trans fat, so it comes from um processed food, and your liver would. Produce bad cholesterol, but if you eat good fats such as omega three or egg yolks or lecithin, than, lesser than, so in this way your liver will produce good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And like, what are the benefits to the body? Like, if I eat good cholesterol, what would be the benefit to my body? Or if I eat bad cholesterol, what are the harmful effects that I am having? Yeah. Uh, first, good cholesterol can help you clear up the bad cholesterol. In your blood vessel, so it can reduce the weight of heart disease and mm-hmm. stroke. Secondly, cholesterol is important in making sex hormones. So, um, if men wants to, uh, be muscular and <laughs> yeah. also, um, you know what I'm saying, perform yeah. better in sex and, um, this that's a, is that's a good point for our male yeah. viewers. Probably <laughs> they would be looking at it. Like they would be looking at. They would be listening to your. Conversation very closely. Probably they'll be following it soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, cholesterol is really important, mm. and we should not treat cholesterol as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so apart from the uh, yes, no, no, I just have one question okay, that question. actually came into my mind. Are there such certain diet or there's certain like diets or like uh, cuisines that you recommend to eat for to increase good cholesterol or something? You mean to uh, decrease cholesterol and a yeah. good diet? Yeah, to decrease like to increase bad cholesterol the good, and increase good cholesterol, cholesterol in your body. Like, yeah. 
for example egg yolks mm. so what other kind of meals that we can eat yeah um also soy beans soy beans and oh. also um to be honest it is quite difficult to maintain enough amount of good cholesterol or good lipid in your diet so mm. most of my clients they would take supplements uh on top of real food okay uh, like uh, like uh, most of the people that i meet usually and like uh, i talk to they say that they can't maintain a good nutrition or a good diet because it's expensive to do it so do you think it's expensive or it is just a myth mm you mean it is expensive to to have a good diet um to be honest no uh i if unhealthy food usually comes from a uh, restaurant compared to eating out cooking at home would be more cheaper but like in terms of ingredients so if i go and buy a lot of chicken and no vegetables like if my diet consists of a lot of protein mm. and no vegetables so um, would it be okay yeah uh in terms of ingredients we do not um target for eating a lot of high quality or organic food every day because it is expensive Mm-hmm. I usually I just buy vegetables from the supermarkets and also uh just chicken meat every day. So um it's only cost $20 for every meal. I see. So usually chicken, right? Yes. So how about mutton, beef and fish? Yeah, so uh chicken has the highest absorption rate and beef has lower and the worst one is pork. Oh, okay. And And a what, lot yeah what about fish fish um the white meat i love fish to be honest yeah fish is like something it's our favorite diet our favorite so that's i'm curious to know yeah. yeah um so the sequence of meat from the best to the worst first plant protein mm-hmm. from beans second fish thirdly chicken then followed by beef goose ducks and the worst one is definitely pork Uh, the last one is pork so how yeah. why is like pork um very bad at like absorb absorbing like uh mm. the cholesterol or something like is it is it bad for the human body or something it is bad for digestion oh. um you can imagine while you are eating a pork you have to chew longer so oh, we can't relate <laughs> yeah. yeah oh sorry yeah, yeah. but um to be honest a pork is more stiff so um it takes longer time to digest a bunk of meat so uh however meat i mean chicken and fish are the easiest food to be digested uh, so that's that's about protein uh, and the common trend that i've seen is that most people especially in hong kong mm. drink a lot of coffee, coffee. and back in our country they drink a lot of chai chai is a mm, caffeine tea. drink yeah. it's mm. like it's like milk tea in hong kong mm, that's mm. tea So, do you recommend drinking a lot of coffee or milk tea, or is it harmful to our bodies? Yeah, of course. Uh, it can increase your risk to have osteoporosis, which means calcium loss. Oh. And secondly, when your energy relies on caffeine, it is it is not good for the metabolism of your body. Like my mom, when she stopped drinking coffee, she has. uh the feeling of headache and dizziness yeah because this happens a lot with me like mm. i actually left 
drinking deep since I came to Hong Kong was because somehow I didn't have enough time to okay. make it for me. But like, because, but but in the transitional period when I was actually leaving tea, right? So uh-huh. like I used to have that head headache and mm. and something. I wasn't able. I was I was really boost up at, uh, in the morning. But mm. like since like actually it has been like six months since I left it. So this this carried off till first month. But like after the first month, like it, it became normal. Like now I can survive without tea. It's not nothing really big. Yes. So mm, I see. And like same is the case for cold drinks, right? You mean the cold drinks? Yeah, yeah, the soft drinks. Yeah, soft drinks. Yes. Uh. Hey, once I was like talking to you and you were talking about the energy drinks. Energy drinks, yeah. yeah. So, like you recommended me an energy drink that, which I can't remember, recall the name. So, mm. so like, do you, do you like recommend people, like, especially those who are sportsmen, to have energy mm. drinks or like just rely on water? Um, I recommend them to do so. Actually, this just depends on their, uh, whether they want to perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, if, they want to be more uh, concentrated and have a better muscle recovery. I recommend them to drink energy drink with a high amount of vitamin B because vitamin B boosts your energy metabolism while not making you addicted or relying on it. And even though I haven't drank this energy drink, I will not feel dizzy or headache. So, um, it has no any side effects. And there's a fun fact uh, among um, a lot of energy drinks is that most of them, such as Red Bulls or Monsters, they have high sugars. So that makes you feel um, uh, energetic, but it also makes your blood sugar level fluctuate and increase the risk of diabetes or blood vessels diseases. Hmm. Okay. No, since we are actually talking about beverages a lot, like mm. how about we shift and concentrate on milk? Because milk has been a very yeah. important element of our diet. It has mm. been really important element. But like nowadays, what I've been listening up, uh, uh, on, on YouTube and on mm-hmm. internet as well, that may, there is some, some amount of lactose in it, which yeah. which is actually making people... And people are actually lacto- lactose intolerant. Yeah. As the place I'm actually coming from is Pakistan and, and the Middle yeah, East. Yeah. This area is sort of less lacto- lactose intolerant as compared to some other areas. So is is milk a healthy diet or is, is it recommended in the nutritional? I do not recommend it, never. Because okay. imagine how the how come there's a lot of milk supply. Yeah. It's all about the hormones injected to the cows. So we are eating them. Oh, exactly. and, and secondly, Milk, although milk has some calcium, but actually you can um, have much more alternative. Like, can you just recommend some of the alternatives to our listeners so that they can avoid taking milk and get get calcium mm. from other resources? Yeah, uh, for the minerals or vitamins in milk, you can take fruits or vegetables. For the calcium, you can take tofu, shrimp, seafood. Etc. And for the protein, so of course beans and eggs. And what about the calcium? Calcium. Yeah. Uh, calcium is from um, spinach. Spinach. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And like, okay, this was the regular milk. There is like soya milk, almond milk. Mm. So what about those kind of milks? Actually, uh, all. I mean, um, you have to see whether they are organic. So. Mm-hmm. 
usually the cheap ones are unhealthy. So lots of artificial uh, chemicals. But like, what about the milk that is really fresh that has no hormones hormones in it? In it? Like, there's no injection in it because like, if if, if someone from our audience like has uh, like from even as I compare to my, like Masood, Masood actually ha- has far like uh, also ha- like the, in, in the area of Masood, like they they're the people who actually have farmlands and they actually mm-hmm. have poultry farms and stuff, mm-hmm. so they actually keep ha- have a big chunk of livestock animals mm-hmm. there. So. What about like th- those people who actually have a cow or a buffalo or something like that to milk and then drink that milk, uh, like drinking the fresh milk? Is that really healthy for a human being? Or- mm, yeah. Um, actually, they can drink those milk because they can monitor themselves. But I can tell it is so gross. I mean, because without those sweeteners or chemical agents, the milk will taste really bad. And, yeah. and, um, and again, uh, I suggest everyone to check whether there are some third-party certification behind the brand of milk. Okay, well, that's exactly really true because um, how these brand these milk brands actually brand themselves is, is that 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 milk is the essential element of your diet. It is something mm. that is really healthy. But um, in the background, when when they actually using hormones to actually feed their cows and then and injecting hormones in that and that. That's actually infecting the health. That that's literally the opposite that they actually advise us. So mm. this can be something. This is something that is a takeaway message as well in our podcast right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you usually work in clinics and or hospitals as well. Yes. So do you get any patients which like which have like bad nutrition or bad diet, and the disease is mostly because of the bad diet. Of course, uh, most of them they eat white rice for the past ten years in their life and. Some of them drink milks every day, and one another common point that they share is they never eat two kilograms of vegetables every day, and that is the main message that um I think it is important for each of us, no matter your age or how healthy you are right now, because vegetables can really help you prevent cancer and many. Unexpected benefit. So you talked about two kilogram of vegetables. You were specific about the number. Yeah. So I, I, like, what I'm wondering isn't the number varying with body weight and the age? Like if somebody's mm. younger, he might need a more more intake of vegetables because he's like doing a lot of work or he's getting mm-hmm. a lot. He's more energetic, mm-hmm. right? And somebody who's getting older might need more. But in the person who are in the middle age, they might need less intake of vegetables. So yeah. do you think it's a specific amount of, amount of number or it varies from person to person? For elderly, um, 80% of their diet should come from plants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only much vegetables. You can uh, eat carrots, pumpkins, fruits. Yeah. And because these help them to detoxify better. And for teenagers, we are not yet having those chronic diseases. Um, we can take 70% or 60% um, of vegetables in our diet. So the number really matters. So um, it is not only about uh, eating one pieces of vegetables and you and we should never expect that thing that uh, this can help us to bring any healthy changes. I see. So like if you're talking about vegetables, like I'm coming from a different country, right? I'm coming from Pakistan. So we, there we eat, we fry vegetables in oil. 
Oh. And then we cook it and then we like make it a proper yeah, dish. Yeah, we'll make, make a proper curry with yeah. Like, yeah. full fledged like oil inside it and everything. And we even add meat with the vegetables. Sometimes. Well. So, yeah, sometimes. And like here in Hong Kong, what I have observed is that most people eat vegetables. Like they, they, they just eat boiled vegetables. Mm. So what's the difference? Like what is your take, take on, on it? Yeah. yeah um, I'm not so familiar with Pakistan food, but... Mm-hmm. um. Uh, just have to check whether the cooking method would uh, include some oil or under high temperature. Like we have oil, it's under high temperature. It's usually like canola oil or mm. olive oil sometimes. Mm. So again, it depends on the person to person what he can purchase and buy. So mm. mostly it's canola oil. And okay. it's high temperature and yeah. it's fried usually. Yeah, it's more most like in, in typical Indian style vegetable curry, that's it. Yes, more more or less close to curry. Yeah, Indian curry. Yeah, so Indian vegetable curry. Yeah, actually, um, high temperature would um cause the loss of nutrients. Then, like, if you if you boil the vegetables again, it's like uh, above hundred degrees Celsius, right? Um, for me, actually, I boil vegetables for three minutes to four minutes. Oh, I see. Only so, um, even for Hong Kongers, we should not boil too long. Okay. So, like, uh. Like as we as we 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 both like spices a lot, mm. and like so like boiled like some people like us don't like yeah. boiled vegetables because they are yeah. bland to us. Yeah. We are being honest yeah, here, guys. Yeah. For, for <laughs> South Asian people, yeah, spice actually so, matters literally. Like, so, so that's why we don't go towards like those, those boiled vegetables. Mm. So how can you like ask someone to, like change their diet or how can you, like persuade someone? Yeah, or. Make the make the dish a bit tastier. I would say a bit delicious. Um, actually, uh, I don't think that there is a really huge problem for Pakistan food. To be honest, I mean in terms of the vegetables, mm-hmm. um, one of the bad thing is too much carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. For example, the roti or rice, rice, and yeah. these are more threatening than vegetables so yeah yeah so that's that's what i got from you remove uh, reduce the intake of rice and more carbohydrates and avoiding eating pork but like and avoid uh, eating roti as well yeah like, roti as well. that that's actually a staple <laughs> diet that's really difficult for a typical south asian or south well, like asian our diet revolves around roti yeah, if we don't eat roti um, we eat nothing it's like it's nothing in going into our like stomach so, uh there is a solution uh before you eat roti you should eat a fruit because fruits or, or even vegetables they help reduce the absor- absorption of glucose mm-hmm. and another another method is take probiotics supplements because these can because these probiotics they are good bacteria and they survive by eating sugar so when they are eating sugar your body will mm-hmm. absorb less sugar. So um, that's the alternative while maintaining uh, the the culture of your country. Okay. Then, so like for you mentioned about the probiotics, like which mm. meal actually have more probiotics that, that is more recommended to increase the intake of probiotics inside? Are, are there are some different supplements that actually helps with the probiotics thing? Um, probiotics... The main point is not the number, but the type and whether they can survive under gastric juice. 
because if you take them orally, it will pass through your stomach, intestine. If all of them die in your stomach and they can't enter the intestine, so the brand and quality is of course important. And while eating probiotics, vegetables are important because vegetables support their survival. Yeah. So, like we we were talking about eating a fruit before the roti, right? Yeah. So, like once I was reading a blog and it, there it was written that we should eat food, fruit on empty stomach. Mm. So that we can absorb all the nutrition instead mm. of eating. Like, what's the trend in our countries? It's like we have a meal. Mm. And after the meal, we eat fruits. Yeah, that's a typical. That's plan that's typical that, what that's we do. What I used to do as well. Yeah, that's what and my entire family used to so do. So then I read about that if we eat fruits after a meal, they're mm. not that effective to your body. So what they recommended to us in the, in the blog, it said that you should eat fruits on an empty stomach. So mm. what do you think about this thing? Um. Yeah, you are right that we should eat fruits on an empty stomach, because if you eat on an empty stomach and you just eat some rotty or unhealthy things, and this would harm your stomach. Some people think that it's healthy to eat fruits after meal, but actually the sugar in fruits would further make you fat. Mm, so. Eating fruits before meal can help can provide a sense of fullness. So it can also reduce your appetite on eating carbohydrates in uh, your meal. Okay. And talking about food, I would have actually also heard from uh, like numerous other sources and like media, uh, like documentaries. I, I got to know one thing that you should eat fruits in morning rather than at night because is why like is there a particular reason like. Because people do recommend that you should eat um fruits at in morning rather I, than in like night. like it's similar to like most of the people recommend that go for exercise or go to gym in the morning because there are endorphins in the morning that helps your body to like absorb nutrients and like and be more active for a whole day. So it's the same case with the fruits as well. Like eat fruits in the morning after your sleep and not before you go to bed. Uh for fruits. Yeah. I think it's okay to eat at night or morning, but after nine p.m., eat less. Your body has to sleep and take rest. And for sports, I recommend doing exercises、um, at least three hours before your meal,、mm-hmm. and or. At least two hours after your meal,、mm-hmm. so we should not place our exercises, uh, too close with our meal because, um, when your body is exhausted after exercise, your body has to take rest, and if you eat and your body has to work again.、Mm, I see. Ah,、uh, another thing, like、uh, we are talking about the meal up,、uh, before sleeping as well. So、uh, how much? Time do you recommend us to like have a meal before going to bed, like、yeah. two hours, three hours? Yeah. What's the appropriate time for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? How about we combine it up? Like, what's the most appropriate time to have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner? We should eat breakfast from seven a.m. to nine a.m. Okay. Lunch between eleven a.m. to one p.m. Dinner between five p.m. to seven p.m. Because This is the best period for.
for our stomach, liver, and intestine to digest and absorb at oh. its best performance. Yeah, that's actually really early because a lot of people wake up after nine. What? <laughs> And like even uh, for the dinner, you guys actually eat at like eight to nine or something yeah. like that, and that's actually a very bad habit. So that the best thing is that you we need to actually change our routine and like yeah. eat much earlier than we sleep, so that we have time to like absorb all the nutrients and then like digest all of them as well. Exactly. Yeah, and like we have talked on talked a lot about fruits and food and stuff. I want to know about water intake. So should we drink a lot of water in the day or like should we have like usually it's recommended to have seven to eight glasses of water at per per day right is there a recommended volume of water that we need to intake at least ten cups of water and two hundred fifty meters each cup so fifty meters or ml yeah so a total intake of two point five liters of liters water of I mean. Pure water, not soup, not soft drinks. Yeah, because um, especially for Pakistan food, you need to drink more water to dilate the spices, sugar concentration in your blood vessel. Yeah, that's another thing. Okay, mm. and and what do you think about the spices that we have? Like we eat a lot of spices. That oh. a lot. And what I've heard is that too much spices can destroy your stomach or like uh, can cause uh, it's an ulcer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so, what do you recommend to us? Like, should we keep on doing, keep on eating a lot of spices, or should we reduce the intake of spices? Mm. You should drink water before eating spicy food. I guess it is quite difficult to completely uh avoid eating spicy food for you guys. Mm-hmm. So just regulate the amount of it. And reduce it progressively, because it would irritate your stomach. Okay, so enough of talking about Pakistan. Like, how about like we shift to Hong Kong? Since you actually work, uh, you actually are work as a consultant for like nutrition consultant mm. here. Like, is there? Do you actually feel feel a challenge in like making people shift their diet? Like, because in Hong Kong, people eat a lot of rice. They eat a lot of pork. They have a very different routine that that that. Uh, as 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 you mentioned, they actually have a very opposite routine. Mm. They wake up late and stuff like that. So, do you actually feel? Is there? Do you feel a challenge in like making your clients shift their routine or shift their diet? And uh, is it is it more like a challenge in Hong Kong? Yes, it's all about education because it's pointless when a cancer patients come to me. He, I mean, nutrition is really good, but everything. Uh, nothing is perfect. I mean, nutrition is not something that can guarantee you to recover. So, um, it is difficult to raise the awareness of youngsters. So, it's all about how, how I present the health knowledge in a simpler and more persuasive way. Yeah, I see. Uh, there are a couple of myths that I really come across. Like, one myth is that, I don't know if it's a myth or a fact, but like what I've heard is that we shouldn't like drink milk and uh, milk after fish. Drink milk after, after fish. After f- eating fish. fish. That's a myth, I guess. But like, is there anything similar to in Hong Kong? Um, well, it's back in okay. my country. Yeah, we that's a that's a typical Pakistani <laughs> myth. Like that's told by our moms to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't drink milk yeah. after you have eaten fish. Yeah, these are 
Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, are there any such myths yeah. in Hong Kong as well? I haven't heard of this, but um, I would search for deeper, <laughs> yeah, from different sources. But like, there are there any similar kind of myths oh, myth? in Hong Kong? Okay. Um. Some people think that um, rice are good, and most of them claim that they're um. They can still maintain healthy with white rice, but it is because a white rice is converted from brown rices, mm. and brown rices is is difficult to chew because mm-hmm. it has a skin, and the skin is composed of lots of vitamins. So, without those skins, white rice only have sugar. So we should not eat white rice, and also we should not eat bread because it is processed food and with a lot of chemical um, materials. Yeah, so sometimes you can't skip bread, right? So how about mm. brown bread? Yeah, white you, bread. You mentioned about like brown bread, uh, brown rice, um, and how about like like uh, like for people who it's in, for especially like for people mm. of Hong Kong and stuff. Uh, it's really difficult to move away from rice. So, like, is it is is brown rice more recommended than the white rice? Yes, of course. And also, um, white bread is not recommended, but mm-hmm. other bread are recommended. But most of the Hong Kongers they just buy from the bakery store, and oh. those are completely destroying their health. Yeah, because there's no concept of fresh baked bread in Hong Kong. In Pakistan, we used to get our staple bread that oh. that was made fresh. In France, you France you get fresh made bread in the bakery bakery. But in Hong okay. Kong, it's really the opposite way. You get you actually go to the supermarket and buy some bread that was manufactured some particular days, and like that's something that's really weird. In fact, in Hong Kong, mm. yeah. So. Apart from these are uh, this this talk, so do you, like do you have so many recommendations for listeners to like go and check some resources on nutrition or like do you, uh, mm. have some books to read or some articles something anything? Actually, there's no need to read anything because we are all busy, right? Yeah. Just I mean, just consult some dietitians and also to at least to be aware of what we are eating because we are what we eat. Yeah, yeah mm. we are what we eat. Exactly. That's a nice quote. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a very good ending quote. But like before we end, how about we um ask you like where uh do like how about we actually mention like give your reference to the our, our listeners who actually wants to consult nutrition, so nutritionists, so like they can actually consult you as well. Do uh, is there expect <laughs> exactly a place where you actually work? Um, of course. Uh, you can contest for the listeners. I mean. You can contact me as well. I yeah. always welcome to help different f- friends. And my office is in Yoma Tay, oh. so you can have a free check on your body composition. And of course, you can check on other private clinics, but I'm not sure whether they charge you a lot. So, like, so it's okay if I give your like contact information in the description, right? Yeah, yeah sure. If yeah. they want to <laughs> consult you for nutrition, you, so. you have your first client here. Yeah, yeah I'll be there the first client to be honest because I'll yeah. be coming. Like oh. he was asking me, like I I did a like a I went I I asked you for nutrition, right? Yes. So he was asking me like from where I can get yeah myself. because even <laughs> I believe that because my my entire physique needs someone some consultation to be honest because 
I think I'm not getting a good diet or should I focus more on diet or, or exercise should focus on both, but I don't have enough time. So that, <laughs> that's the main problem. So I will, I, I could be the first guy who will be coming to you right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, many clients, uh, they are from different countries. And of course, uh, there are lots of Hong Kongers. And what I want to say is most of them, they have the one concept. They think that I am responsible to tackle their problems in a short time of period. And they are not willing to contribute changing the diet or buying some supplements. And um, the point is that when they are actually caring about their body and I'm more willing and motivated, and of course I can help them better. Mm -hmm. So everything comes from your mindset. And I am only one of the nutritionists among every professionals. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's most of us, mm, most yeah. of the topic that we had to discuss. So do you have any last words, last advices that you want to give to our listeners? Mm, for the, f I mean, f uh, for food choice, the immediate thing that I think that you we can change immediately is to increase the amounts of water, and progressively increase eating vegetables. And from, um, this is not enough because um, what I've been doing is to encourage people to learn continuously. So, uh, it is, I, I can, I mean, of course, uh, you can check my nutritional YouTube channel or different online resources. So just keep yourself up to date to health, uh, regularly. Yeah. Sure. So that's all from our yeah, side. That's all from our side. And hopefully you all enjoyed it. And, uh, don't forget to like give us support, um, play, uh, we, your comments and your likes and your shares would be really appreciated because we actually listened to, because our previous podcast had like got a lot of comments and we actually literally enjoyed talking to you guys and, and knowing about your feedback. Um, and feel free to contact us. And if you want any other advice, Benson is there to help you out. Yeah. Right? So this is all from us. This is Mubin and Masood as well as Benson signing off. So see you guys. See you. See ya. Take okay, care guys. See you. See you. Bye. Okay, we are done, right? Stopping. <laughs>